Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time that you know. And if you don't pass signal ops, well, you can go home. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, I am MD of the Boomsday Alliance. Welcome to Intergalactic Interviews. Today, I have the medium pleasure of uh, introducing some of, Only medium, some of the greatest and uh, brightest minds I, I have come across yet in the video game industry. Uh, good friends of mine and also very talented owners and operators of Space Bullet Dynamic Corporation. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh and Jacob. How you doing, guys? Good. Doing Excellent. well. We, we, yeah, we're happy to be here. Very That's well. good, man. Yeah. Mm. I, um... Since we're braving the uh, the half decent weather that's going on outside, you know how do, how do you like the uh, current depth of Christmas value you guys are experiencing in here? Look at the yeah, look at we, the we, garland, my there's, friend. There's a lot of festive deliciousness in here. I must yes, say, I, I'm not seeing any mistletoe though. <laughs> no, 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 no. There should not be any kissing. No, definitely. <laughs> we're uh, sitting here about today. to crack a, a winter ale here. Once you crack, once you pass me that one there. Oh, do this right here. Yeah, that one. Ugh. There. Real time beer cracking action. Oh yeah, and then generally. number two. Oh, oh, that feels good. Yes, yeah, so generally we drink the Hell's Gate here, but uh, um, today just felt like winter ale, didn't it? It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a festive thing, right? Yeah. Now you know, that we found the off sales. Oh, don't worry. That's why the towel's there, Josh. That's why. Yeah. You yes. Just <laughs> it's my, for my mine got a little fizzy. He's too deep, and he's already making the mess. It's for adult boo boos. Yeah. <laughs> so you related boo boos. <laughs> boys, boys. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, there's no ladies here, but uh. Uh, should there be? Should there I don't know. Well, they could your be listening. A, your cat's a dude, right? Uh, he's a dude. Yeah, it's Al- that's Alexander the Great. He's okay. 26 pounds, bro. Oh, yeah. He's ginorm. Cool. Yeah, he, uh, he has uh, tendencies to just uh, you know hang the fuck out. <laughs> I can see that. Yes, he's providing nice ambiance for us. Guys, we're gathered here in holy matrimony today because of uh, praise, praise, <laughs> and uh, and uh, honestly, we're uh, we're happy that. Uh, uh, the PC video game client of Steam has finally picked up Signal Ops, mm, and uh, I had the magnanimous pleasure of uh, scoring the audio for this game and working on some of the voiceover stuff. And uh, yeah, it's nice to see it finally get a platform <laughs> out there to, to unleash it to a new audience. You know, isn't it though? It's nice to just have it mm. like it, it, there's a finality to it. It's like ah, yeah, like, the release. <laughs> It's exactly. finally done now. We totally. can relax and sleep for yes. once. You know? And you not only uh, handled the vocal recording, but also provided some voices. Indeed. That's true, yeah. Indeed. Yeah, I, I've, uh, I've done a few voiceovers now in my life, but uh, that was really fun. Um, yeah, I, I did Scope, and uh, I did Demolition. Yeah, I did Demolition's demos. here. <laughs> Demolition's here. <laughs> yeah, I did Demo. Demo was the only one that like really hurt my throat. Hurt like uh, it's yeah. A, it, I remember during the recording, you were like, we had to like uh, break it up into segments because after a certain while, you just started to sound like different. And yeah, it just it was, it was, morphed a little bit. You know, it, was like, it just uh, works what was the throat. The, what was the one? It was like giblets and blood, or like no, I don't know what it was. Something. Like that. Something there, like, there's some nasty bits. Yeah, it was like there's some nasty bits. But I was like starting to lose my voice, and it just I don't know. Like, I remember drinking tea. And you were like, don't you have a coffee maker here in the studio? And I was like, oh, yeah, we do. Like, I just never use that. I just don't drink coffee. And then uh, 
you're like, well, just boil some water. And I'm like, I'm not using this fucking coffee. Like, like you have no idea. Like, the filter on this can be so terrible. And is they so crazy that, like, oh, we come over and we're just like, oh, let's have some coffee. And yeah. you're like, I don't know what coffee yeah. is. What am I doing like, left, right? I'll I take don't a know. walk down the street for you guys and I'll go get you some coffee. <laughs> yeah. like, it's just not Yeah, and it. you literally left it to, yeah, like, like, to, to get right. some coffee. Yeah. That's good. We, Did we? I thought. Did we continue recording while you were gone? No, we didn't. We took a break then. Probably took a break. Yeah. Those were long <laughs> sessions. <laughs> there were super yeah. long yeah. sessions. Yeah. Fun sessions, though. We had, a lot we of had, lines. Uh, yeah. We had some really good talent uh, come in to work. Uh, uh, Clay St. Thomas, yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Clay yeah. St. Thomas, yeah, yeah. he uh, does a lot of uh, radio announcements. But doesn't he also mm-hmm. do the, uh, uh, the ding, you're now free to move about the country? Isn't he does. That's yeah, him, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, he yeah, did that, do that. And yeah. then for a while, he also did, uh, he was DJing. For uh, Z95 back in the day. Oh, yeah. He, he does another JR. morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does JR yeah. now. JR uh, FM, the country but, station. But I, I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, listening to him on the radio, uh, like on on my way to school, to elementary school in the morning. He did the morning show on Z95. Yeah. yeah Josh, yeah. did uh, did you ever uh, have any interaction with him previous to having the game done? No, not interaction. No. No, no. It was just I heard him a lot. lot. Well, it was kind of yeah. The was he, he was a he was him. a funny voice uh, that came out of the the speakers in the car. But he was badass. Uh, he reminded me when he, uh, the whole session. Uh, he reminded me of like the wolf from yeah. Pulp, Pulp Fiction because yeah, yeah. like he showed up and was like puts down his briefcase or whatever. He's like, okay, guys, we're gonna need uh, two towels. And <laughs> <laughs> it's very very professional though, man. I, yes. I, I like this. I like this style. I mean, we went right into the session. And it was just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, like, you know, he, that he guy did, killed it. Right? Yeah, he I mean, killed it. It's nice. We also worked with uh, uh, Dave, uh, David Atar. David Atar, yeah. David yeah. Atar, yeah. Man, he was a really nice guy too. Yeah, yeah. 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 He he actually had um, uh, energy wise. He reminded me of, of uh, another vocal guy I know uh, who does a uh, different type of uh, stuff. He doesn't do voiceovers for games, but uh, he he had a good background too. He had more video game background than Clay did, but Clay has more of a, a voiceover resume yeah right? he, he has a deeper mm-hmm. history in terms yeah. of like just voiceover stuff Didn't, a wide variety too really yeah he, he had done like uh, uh voices for cartoons and stuff commercials yeah. radio the works a lot of video game yeah. stuff he did yeah. some, did he do uh he did triple a title did he do the halo he did something in halo didn't he what he did triple a title didn't he that's the first time i, I don't yeah. know i don't think it. it was a significant like top 10 character but like he might have done like grunt the folks, marine marine work or something like folks that. we need to do our research here and <laughs> figure out what he actually did do no but he did a wonderful job regardless Just thrown you know? out yeah. facts <laughs> like, that don't even exist did you know <laughs> yeah. he, he did a crazy variety of voices just for our game yeah, yeah he did he, he did. said something like 10 or 10 voices i think or like something. in general I, it was really crazy to to have that like for most vocal guys going into a show or a session or something like that, they have maybe two, three roles, but we really taxed everyone, you know, uh, in terms of uh, gamut that they had to That's right. cover, right? Yeah. It's crazy because, you know, they never, they're like, honestly, this is the first time I've ever had to do like 10 characters in a row in like <laughs> one session that's like condensed down to like a two or three hour. Well, didn't David you know? and David Atar's uh, audition, because I uh, only brief glimpses of it, but, uh, in, in his audition, didn't he actually, uh, he submitted for four and he got four? Isn't that like, isn't that how that worked? It was something like that, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he was like four for four. Like almost, like guys, uh, people at home that, that don't know, um, when you do these types of auditions, usually you'll audition for like a, a host of parts and then you'll only get the call get back the on one. one. Yeah, yeah oh, right. But, but one it was specific like, weird whatever one, It was like one, four right? for four. He must have thought he just like. <laughs> hit a grand slam or something. Like. Well, yeah. well, because we specifically uh, filtered out 
the parts for the specific voice mm. actors that, yeah, that, and we we sent them the parts that we felt they would be good for mm-hmm. uh so it, it was more like we sent them the voices uh to try out as opposed to them picking the ones that they thought yeah. they could do right yeah a, lo- right, a lot right, of it yeah. a lot of it being based on obviously their their audition mm-hmm. stuff for uh what was the website that we used uh, voice one two three or something voice like one two three, voice voice one, two, yeah. three. Yeah. yeah so yeah, so you I know they had you recommended a, that to us yeah i did yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that and that was the connection for, for yeah, that one. yeah they're a great resource man they have like sure. a tremendous uh catalog of uh people it's just funny that you guys you found some <laughs> gems in there that, that's you yeah. know it could have been different it could have been a guy showed up like yeah smoking <laughs> cigarettes and like hey guys you want to <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good voice for something. Yeah, but. Like, hey guys, you want? and then he gets on the mic. And he's like, "I do declare." And then he gets like real clean tone. Or but something. like, I mean, in general, the, the experience itself, I thought, was just you know crazy because we had our game is one of the weird things where you know we're a very small budget, small team, just the two of us, really. I mean, right. uh, and we had to cover so many characters and full vocals for all those characters too, which is crazy. I mean, well, actually, you know, last week's guest did. Uh, v- uh, voices too. My my guest last week, Zenny D. One That's right. He did the voice did, of French. Fact. That's right. Yeah, That's he, some... yeah, he did the French. That was the the tougher one. That's some nice segueing there. Yeah, he, he, we did. Uh, uh, didn't he do? He did the civilian. The okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, he did I can't do it very well, but uh, yeah, he did a really good civilian voice. <laughs> civilian wrench <laughs> and uh, one the. Uh, uh, the general on the megaphone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that one was good. Uh, uh, the dialogue for the general in the rebellion uh, the, in the train level, yep. the the train scenario is uh, really well done because it's like mm. uh, Zenny has this like sarcastic tone that he does as like a, an imperialistic kind of voice, and when he was saying, "Well, mm-hmm. correct me on this dialogue," but he's like, uh, essentially, people listening at home, there's this scenario in the train. Not to give the whole level away, but like there's this train, and there and you're trying to infiltrate between. You're the third party, essentially infiltrating between two sides. Yeah, there's you're sneaking in there. Yeah. yeah, there's government, and then there's rebels, and then you're the third party infiltrating in this. But there's like a standoff going on over this train yard, and and the government's trying to tell the rebels that. Uh, it was like if, if you don't if you don't surrender then uh, we're gonna come kill you but then they start trying to plead with them a little bit halfway through and they're like we can give you a lifetime of forced labor that's the best, best we got yeah. that's the best you're gonna <laughs> get yeah. and just Zenny did that like really well yeah, I thought yeah, that was yeah. funny yeah, well, yeah. and I think that I like that about you know that's one of the things about being able to do your own game is that you know you can pick those and choose those kind of funny moments right, and take yeah. them to any extreme you want to. Yeah. Because who's going to stop you? Well, obviously, right? Well, there's like but, a lot of black humor to the to the game. There's yeah, like uh, yeah. like mm-hmm. where where do you derive that from? Is uh, it like, like, mostly Josh? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I think like uh, <laughs> stuff like uh, more more British humor, like Black Adder. Black Adder uh, mm-hmm. was totally. definitely an influence. Yeah, a lot of that. Like Hugh Laurie. Uh, a lot of his stuff. I was I was reading a lot of. Uh, uh, I don't know. Recently, I've been getting into like Stephen Fry and and uh, uh, Hugh Laurie and their show. You, you know, you ever seen the variety show they did? It's uh, it's really good. I think it's actually just called Hugh and and Fry or Hugh and Stephen. Right? I've seen uh, a bit of it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really good. I saw I saw a joke today from one of they have this one scene where it's like a it's like a pistols that uh, they're doing at dawn. It's like they have to go to this duel or whatever, oh, yeah. and then the guys like. Uh, there's like the third the referee essentially and, and they both show up and he's like alright gentlemen Mr. Da, 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 Mr. A whatever the first guy he goes Mr. A uh, you have the choices uh, because it's because of your, your duel you have the choice uh, of, of weapon uh, of this particular duel is it going to be pistol or sword 
And he's all noble, and he's like, sword. And then he goes, all right, then Mr. B, of course, then you get the gun. <laughs> and he hands him the pistol. No contest. Yeah, it's just like, wait a minute. I thought you meant like one of the other. Like one of the other. Just like, it's hilarious. Like, that kind of stuff and that kind of black humor I really yeah. uh, I really enjoy that kind of stuff myself yeah, yeah. Rowan Atkinson all these mm-hmm. all these classic guys I don't know like there's a, a certain comedic level to British humor um, mm. I heard a, I heard a description once of British humor that like really makes sense which is that um, actually I think I think Stephen Fry is the one who said it uh, but uh, he said um, uh, in American comedy a lot of the times like not just Amer- North American comedy a lot of the time it's it's you are the funny guy. You, you yourself, as the comic, you're the funny guy. And mm-hmm. if you say it, then everyone, everyone wants to be you. You want everyone because yeah. you're that funny alpha type or whatever. But then in British humor, it's like a lot of self depreciating humor. Yeah, yeah. And you, yeah and it puts that back yeah, on the on exactly. The audience, and yeah. then it's like you're not that guy. No one wants to really be you, but it's the awkward funniness of it. And probably it's mm-hmm. really been a renaissance recently with uh, Ricky Gervais in the last yeah, decade, right? For and, sure, for and, sure. And uh, his style of humor is really good. I'm interested to see actually what he's going to do with this new Muppet film coming out he's the, he's the lead guy in the muppet really film. yeah <laughs> that's an interesting i choice. really liked the, the the jason siegel one that came out yeah i, I, did, too. Admit, it I was, did too it was pretty badass yeah. like i liked uh, everything about it jason siegel's a funny dude yeah and yeah. uh there, there's a place for the muppets you know I was, we were christmas shopping over the weekend with my my lady and myself and Ow. uh we were uh we're just hanging out in at toys r us looking at toys for the nieces and nephews and um we we're just checking things out and I looked over at the the Elmo dolls and stuff like that, and I was like, okay, that's Sesame Street, right? But then I was like, where's like the Kermit the Frog stuff? And like, and then I realized it's all about Elmo now. That's yeah. right, you know. And tickle uh, me the fuck, Elmo. Yes. He got his own show, didn't he? Pardon my French. I'm pretty sure, yeah. El- Elmo's World. Elmo's thing. Is it CGI? What? No, no. He, yeah, yeah. Elmo got like his own show. Yeah. Oh, he, he got a spinoff. He was so famous. <laughs> You well, don't see Oscar the Grouch getting his own show. Did you ever see the documentary no, on the guy that uh, actually is the voice of Elmo? No. Yes, uh, I did. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, uh, there's some, there's some really creepiness there, but it's touch awesome. and go. Yeah, yeah touch and go yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Like, especially recently, there was uh, allegations sent against him that mm-hmm. were later dismissed, but uh, mm-hmm, that he mm-hmm. had been uh, in a, a sexual relationship with like, yeah, an underage I did, boy. It, that's the thing. It's kind of like um, a borderline with that movie. Very, it's like, very. Do they, yeah. they, they kind of tend to skirt that they skirt that issue a bit in in the movie itself but they do i mean they do say like oh you know this these are allegations they're incorrect i mean how could possibly this person right, you know, right. be accused of these things but it's just you know you're in that job it's difficult not to be very connected to people to kids that you're dealing with yeah. right but what's that line right well you got to think that like okay just imagine as a man waking up every day and and you're a puppeteer mm-hmm. and that's your job and not only are you a puppeteer but you are arguably the the most famous puppeteer possible right now working mm-hmm. that that's not a, a pure comedy act or something like jeff dunham or something like that so because of that that that's got to be a trip that mm-hmm. you're like you're that's your job like like how many guys wake up and are like i'm gonna be a puppeteer you know that's what i'm saying yeah. it's, it's not like a, a stretch it takes that, a certain commitment right that's right i that, mean how could you get into that line of work without loving it that's right you'd have to be a bit you wouldn't from the norm right yeah Yeah, so is is it a case of of that offness just being uh, you know accounting for for uh, uh, 
you know, your personality uh, that people are misinterpreting or is it like there's something else going on there? I don't know. Well, I, I could be wrong, but I, I believe like originally like the Sesame Street stuff, like Jim Henson, it, it originally started like as kind of a family business. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was basically like his kids and stuff mm-hmm, took mm-hmm. over the business. and Yeah, his son took over it. Um, Mark, I think it was Mark Henson. I don't mm-hmm. know. We just watched... The- Totally, we're totally, uh, totally, obviously into this. But uh, yeah, we just watched uh, the Christmas, uh, the uh, Christmas Carol or whatever. The uh, from uh, uh, that's the beer there, right there. Yeah, yeah, from Jim Hansen. Yeah, there you go. Muppet Christmas right Carol. Pick it up. It's like literally right there. Josh yeah, but that, yeah. that one. Caressing I, it next to I, his I always face. liked Gonzo. Lovingly. Yeah, he, he plays, seems uh, to be paying plays, a little uh, bit too much fucking, attention to it. That. Charles Dickens. He plays Charles Dickens mm. in that one. But the thing about that is, like, I, I, if I remember correctly, is that's the first one that they made, uh, that his son made without his dad. Mm. And, and that's a classic. That came out really well, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's really... Actually, Michael Caine. Plays Ebenezer, Michael Caine plays Ebenezer Scrooge. He's badass, man. He's really oh, yeah. good. What's another good Michael Caine role that you can think of? Oh, off the top of your head, I'm gonna go to uh, Josh here because he knows the old movies. Oh, you, you know that that one where he kills everyone. Well, the one with the stuff. Where, where yeah, he's the, out the for revenge. What? I'm just trying to agree with you. I don't know what the hell's going on. Oh, I can't remember the name. God damn it, Josh. <laughs> Think, okay. But he they, actually they, told they, me. They, Josh told one, me about there, this movie. One, uh, <laughs> he's, like, he's like a gangster, basically. And uh, You know how many people right now so, are listening and just like... <laughs> some, people, some, people were messing with his, uh, some people were messing with his daughter. And uh, and some he, research he on went the out for revenge. Here. And he basically kills everyone. Yeah. Uh, who was responsible? Cool does he guy. kill? Uh, does he kill bastards that go out there and play this stupid knockout game that you've been hearing? Have you heard about this? No, I don't know. Oh, there's these idiots about. going out there right now, and, and they're just like they. Uh, uh, you know what? Basically, here I'll, I'll show you some video of this in a bit, but I'll just I'll tell you first of all. Mm-hmm. So people at home that don't know, there's like this game going on um, that's like teenagers and, and whatever are doing where a group of them will instead of like you guys have heard of like swarming before like you know someone will swarm just a no. random person and just beat the shit out of them it's like no. i've heard of playing i've heard of it stupid yeah. and it's it's done by cowards obviously but uh but what happens is it is, like do they record that shit or something yeah or? like oh, well, well i don't think that's really like uh a necessity of it but they they fucking they basically one guy will just come and they'll unsuspectedly just sucker punch somebody and knock them the fuck out and the game's called knockout yeah, and it's but here, check it out. Now, there's, there's that's some, just like legitimizing brutality. I mean, that's just, well, there's there's some opponents to this that say it's just like it's uh, it's media bias and it doesn't happen as often as you think. And then there are other people that are saying that like no, this is like a schoolyard kind of thing. Yeah, here, I'll show that's you. Like, and there's other, other the people extreme. who are saying like yeah. oh, it's yeah. it's just for fun. Yeah, I'm gonna play it right now. You see if it. Uh, San Diego, reports coming in, London, uh, and things like that. Now, uh, we have a lot more... Some medium attractive guy, hey, telling the news. He looks like... Hey, uh, attractive guy's got to get on the news, too. He looks like... Uh, they're, they're, forget his first name. Something, something Cooper. No. No, he looks like him, though, the movie Bradley star. Cooper. Bradley Cooper, yeah. Oh, Bradley Cooper. A little bit like Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the same facial Which looks a little bit hair. like me little bit. for you viewers at home, by the way. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, are you watching? You watch. It apparently is not that. It is totally unrelated to that. So that's a retraction for you. A couple of other very important mm. things. Now, some Retraction. people are trying to figure out why it is that kids would get up to this. Why would they play this? Game? I know exactly why uh, they do one it. One guy, Chuck Williams, who calls himself a youth violence expert, 
He has a theory. See if you uh, agree with it. They want attention. Mm -hmm. effect where kids will do anything to get noticed. Yep. And if twerking doesn't do it, why not punch someone in the face? <laughs> he says these kids know the consequences. They want to get arrested. They want to get caught because they want that notoriety. They know they won't go away forever because they're kids. It's a win-win all around for them. Very easy to say, Chuck Williams. I imagine that having to go to juvie or possibly spend a year or two in jail, not exactly win-win. That's going to leave a sting down south. Um, but that might well be why they're doing it. They want the notoriety. They want the fame. At least in their social group, that seems pretty clear. And so Chuck Williams might be onto something there. Um, so there you have some of the explanations for why they're doing it. Now, there, there are some good right. sides to this. We have some tips yeah, we can stop it here. All right, get it up. Okay, so like, you see that it's obviously like enough that they're talking about it on, the, on yeah. CNN and yeah. shit, right? But that's not always the best indicator of like news. Right, I mean, like, they did. I mean, that's the thing. They do like... They cover fringe cases, right? That's right. Yeah. If it's if it's sensational enough, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's just like a couple of people doing it because if it's crazy enough, then it's interesting and therefore it's newsworthy, right? Yeah, really. The the reason why they do it is because the news will cover it. Exactly. It, it, it's like yeah. it, it's like the light version of mass shootings. The, these people do this these things because uh, they know they're going to get attention and they're going to be mm -hmm. infamous. Yeah, to a certain they, they want to be yeah. remembered. Yeah. They need to they need to change the protocol of how they handle that kind of stuff. Like mass mm -hmm. killings, instead of showing the person's uh, photo and doing this whole like in depth sixty minutes on them all the time, instead of doing that, they should just show the the faces of the victims. That's what they should be doing. Only mm -hmm. the victims, and they should only be doing backstories on the victims. And then they should mm -hmm. never even mention the killer's name. They should yeah. just say yeah. the the gunman or whatever like that. They should never be bringing any notoriety to somebody because yeah. even if 0.001% of people do a copycat killing. That's too many, obviously, right? Yeah. So I, I think that needs to change dramatically. For it's, sure. Uh, like it's the, pretty messed up. The way the, the the way the news tends to cover things is, like, it's all about ratings. Sadly enough, uh, you know, mm -hmm. sadly as it is, it's, it's all about getting viewership and less about, you know... Uh, you know, getting people to know issues and things. Yeah, and that's kind yeah. of it's the, so because skewed, the, right? the news is funded by advertising. Uh -huh. They they need to get their ratings in order mm -hmm. in order to uh, make their money. Right. At the for, end of the day, the it's network. a business. Right? Actually, yeah. if you, you know. uh, if you watch uh, the series uh, The Newsroom, it's right. it's, oh. it's a Excellent. very very in-depth look. I have not at, seen it. I would like to. But I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to spoil <laughs> anything. <laughs> but but they, they go they go they go podcast. very much okay. into that. Dory, uh, it's spoiler-free podcast. That that type of topic with the series where it is it's brilliantly written and Aaron Sorkin is obviously you know a god at writing. It's you know people that. I don't like Aaron Sorkin. Like, uh, if you've never watched The West Wing, uh, you know he he created that series as well. And it's just like the pace of it is just frenetic. Like he's quickly go, like go, he go, got yeah. it. Yeah, he got it. You can't you can't be on your phone or something like that while you're watching this. You have to like mm. pay attention to what's happening. Yeah, it, it's it's really funny because actually <clears throat> uh, the the dialogue in the newsroom actually speaks to that same mentality yeah where, where they're, they're the whole thing they're trying to do with the show is make a new show that's uh speaking the truth and it's for intelligent people to watch and know what's actually going on as opposed and, to and not sensationalizing yeah. things and giving attention to stories that they know are going to get 
ratings, exactly. but are maybe not as important yeah. in the in the terms of a worldview. Well, yeah, so it's well, more a commentary on that stuff as opposed to yeah, yeah it has the, it has more uh, uh, more of a foothold in the real world of of what takes place. And the best part about that show is is they do like in-depth events in history that's recently happened so it's only like a few steps back i won't go i know it's a spoiler free cast so i won't say anything more but but i will say that the pacing on that show is correct but if you look back into like uh the 50s and the 60s when television was first being developed um and, and what we look at as modern network tv was really first being fleshed out um news never had commercials it was the only thing that didn't have commercials and commercials didn't even really exist for for a lot of programming it was only mm-hmm. For variety shows like you know like the Tonight Show or something like that, they'd have they'd have uh, commercials on or something. But and look reason, how that changed. <laughs> well, the reason being because uh, there was there was a, a bill uh, that that they had to follow in for federal uh, licensing to put on a news program for your television show or your television station. Uh, you had to have sixty minutes of if you're going to do an hour format, it had to be sixty minutes or thirty minutes or whatever the format is of uninterrupted of stuff, news. Yeah. It had to be news, and, it, yeah. and you couldn't have you, and you couldn't accept advertising money for it but then once it started being like i guess was like ipana like old like tooth toothpaste what is that brush up brush up brush up ipana you know off grease <laughs> have you ever seen this old no. toothbrush uh, toothpaste they don't make it anymore but like brill cream or like ipana yeah. Yeah, yeah. or whatever the fuck like those companies started approaching them like vitamin yeah. totally like get your brand new microwave and meanwhile it the, the, causes serious cancer like yeah. a radiation king yeah that, like that actually <laughs> reminds me a little bit about uh, another show that i'm watching which is uh, Mad Men, which is very okay, much now, in the vein vein of of uh in the advertising, advertising. Right, yeah, right exactly right. right and that's like you know turn of the 50s well early 60s uh now but uh, you know they they very much address that concept of like commercialism and and uh, you know uh, uh, taking you know different things like you know news and commercializing everything and i, and I think that show is is kind of I guess I can relate to the newsroom in the sense that that show addresses, uh, you know, advertising in back in the fifties. And Mad Men's a, a really, really badass show. I, it I personally, is, man. I, I've, <laughs> I've, uh, I've I've never got into it as much as I probably should. I'm I'm kind of behind. It's the only major. No, I'm behind. Too. I'm like season three or something. Yeah. Like okay. <laughs> well, it's it's pretty much the only major running show on right now, with the exception of maybe Homeland. That I that I haven't really got into because uh like I just I finished Breaking Bad on time I finished uh, I still uh, haven't finished Breaking Bad. I'm, I'm no, on the last I season finished. like a couple episodes uh, out of the ending oh. Josh likes to speed run everything so yeah I I well Jacob watches many shows at I the do. same time He's over like, a slow I'll watch period an episode of this episode yeah. of that. simultaneously yeah. uh, but <laughs> I, but I'll I'll just uh, I'll wait for a series to be done usually uh, Newsroom was an exception to that for me that's but, good man. Uh, yeah. But uh, usually I'll I'll take a show that's done. It's not making any more seasons, it's and a good I'll policy, watch it yeah. straight through. Yeah, because you actually can. You can be like, okay, well, a show is done now. There's not going to be any more. I'm not going to mm-hmm. end up in a scenario where I get to the end of it and it's like, oh, I got to wait another week. Yeah, and, and now I have to, I mean, you know, I mean, there, there's cliffhanger, enough, cliffhanger, cliffhanger, right? There's enough great shows out that I can do that. I yeah. can, I can just be like, okay, this one's done. I'll watch it. It's next. it's the it's the modern digital approach to to. Uh, uh, to 
you know, consuming uh, uh, entertainment, right? Like, you know, the difference between what it used to be like back in the day, you know, where you have network broadcasts, That's right. right? You have live television, but mm. you don't have any alternative to that. So you have to basically be at the whims of the broadcasters and be like, okay, yeah, Thursday night at 8 p.m. you have show X and show Y, and it repeats every week with exceptions of certain weeks. Nowadays, right, we have that choice. We can say, look... Oh, I'm getting a oh, call right music. in the middle oh. of the oh, podcast. You're that, you're that me, guy. ladies How and gentlemen. You. you are that guy. Apologies, I am totally that guy. I'm going to be right you. back. This guy, he's no going to take it. This, this is even, this is, this is even worse. No, I don't even know how to, I just phone, got phone, this phone. This is even worse that he's taking the call. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting I here with Josh. <laughs> For the record, I didn't take the call. He's not taking it only because he's I just lit, my apologies to all you listeners out there, but I just got a phone and I no idea how to use it. And that's, again, one of those things about technology, right? What kind of phone you got there? The Nexus 5. Just got it. That's pretty badass. Yeah, it is badass. That's it cool. would look badass if you could see it, Did it uh, as I'm displaying it for the other gentleman Nexus in the room. Nexus Five but... is that a? Does it come with a stylus? Yes. Really? No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it does it? I'm not just. I I'm just blowing saw, smoke well, in your face. Uh, no, it's 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 a lovely phone uh, to plug that uh, uh, for for the for the moment, and I do quite like it. It's a little bit big on my hands, but it's very uh, technology and very now and very hip. But mm. uh, it also means that I have no idea what I'm doing on it. So. Again, apologies uh, to all of you out there for temporarily being a dick, but um, it's okay. That's that's on me. Temporarily, I'm going to try yeah. to put it <laughs> on. What do you mean temporarily? Because <laughs> I'm now not a. Di- Come on, guys. Give me a. Come on. It's now on on uh, a silent here. Ladies or- and gentlemen, this is Jacob's first podcast. <sighs> He's doing great. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's Come on. Not fight to give you yeah. a grade so far. You, know, you got a strong B plus going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah B- don't worry. Plus? What? Yeah, grade on a curve. What? Don't don't worry about it. What? He makes up for it with his sexy voice, though. Yes. So. It goes a little bit. Yeah. Uh, speaking of sexy voice, I uh, lent my voice as well to Signal Ops, in case you uh, mm. people out there do not know. Uh, in fact, we all did, yeah. um, just to I, return I had, to that I had, I had only some minor roles. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Voice work not being my strong suit. Look, but we the, got uh, you in there, right? You yes. Know, you, I, I, you was, I was vocals. the drunk, and uh, I was <laughs> yeah. a party guest. That's you, right. We're, Fun fact: Was drunk while doing the drink. No, I'm just kidding. You weren't were actually you, drunk. Were you actually no, no, no. I'm just making. Wait, that I was up. there. What am I, I was, I'm like, really? I'm like, no, no. Um, what I mean, besides from uh, uh, Space Bullet, because you guys have been independent since uh, 2010. Mm, uh, so yep. um, before that, you guys were both products of the now defunct Radical. Super defunct. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Radical does still technically exist, but it's very much like a, a shell entity, I would say. Like a, a ghost. Of, it's like a, like a ghost, yes. Radical uh, was uh, distributed by Activision, right? Or no? Yeah, they, well, they, 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 they were... Used to uh, be, they used to be independent. Uh, then, oh, I'm sorry. You were about to say the whole story, and I totally stole uh, from your Well, I... Radical was uh, basically bought by Vivendi, uh, and then uh, Vivendi basically merged their games division with Activision and formed Activision Blizzard, Blizzard being part of the companies that Vivendi owned. Right, right. And they, uh, Vivendi actually owned the majority share of the new company, Activision Blizzard. I'm not sure what happened now. I believe some... 
exchange of shares yeah, happened after yeah. that and and someone else owns it now or something okay so wait it still but, uh, exists it I, still technically exists yes is they, it they running have on a skeleton the, crew like what's going on i i yeah. think i think they basically do uh game testing or is that or, it or something uh, yeah, quality it's, assurance it's for other studios it support stuff no all the all the active anymore, development right? no. as far as i know has left the building so to speak mm. we were sort of like an early uh version of that i mean uh we we certainly left it at a time where other people were also departing so it's not like you know we we, we left well, on bad terms or anything like that but uh it's more more to do with basically what activision did to, to radical than, than than radical itself so in a, in a parent sense the uh the publisher of, of activision uh just who's who's like flagship game would be like call of duty right is that Ah, look at me. Ah, <laughs> the ah, shoe is on the other turn. foot now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, how dare I leave my phone on during this fucking thing. All right. Week 14. Still can't get it right. Uh, okay, so... so, because so you, but, whoa, 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 whoa. So you were poo-pooing on me for the one-time <laughs> thing here, but uh, 14 hey, episodes in and... This <clears throat> is Bally, you know? <laughs> hey, boyo, hey, forget yo. about this, it. Uh, this won't end up being a hat trick. I have my phone in my bag where it belongs. Beauty. Wow. Nice. That was a nice uh, Bravo. saying to go with your uh, collared uh, uh, turtleneck. Yes, you got going uh, on. no, no Santorelli hat trick <laughs> last night. But, this dude. Uh, there, okay, there's always Anywho. tonight. <laughs> All right, okay, so let me just get this straight. Okay, so Activision, uh, whose flagship game because they developed their own game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. They had their own technology. They have their too. own technology. Yeah. So mm-hmm. their their flagship game, which is the Call of Duty series. Okay, arguably, what the is the best-selling game next to Grand Theft Auto? Is that... Yeah. One of the top-selling One of the top two or three selling franchises. They make money, yes. Yeah, it's big. (laughs) So they buy Radical, who you guys Uh work for. Um, And uh, why don't you you tell us some of the titles? What are some titles that uh, Really what happened was they bought the the whole Vivendi Games branch. And uh, I think primarily primarily why they bought it was because Vivendi owned blizzard mm. which makes world of warcraft right yeah yeah so uh, that was a wow. very you know uh business-minded decision on their part i too. I, I think it was mostly that mm-hmm. they wanted blizzard and the mm-hmm. rest of the studios oh, kind yeah. of came with the package because yeah. shortly after they began shutting down many of the studios very that they got so. with that yeah. package deal right yeah. so they they basically they t- took on their portfolio then they looked at it and they were like eh, okay we like these guys we don't like these guys but depending on how far along you know a studio was in a project or something like that they'd be like okay well let's give this the time of day and let's uh, see these things through to the end because there's very minimal you know financial impact for us or for example right. other companies where it's like well they're not really doing anything right now and you know we just kind of mass acquired all of them okay so let's shut these guys down you know it's a very uh, high level business minded decision making Mm -hmm. process as opposed to as opposed to saying hey you radical we're going to do this to you right now it was more broad than because even even uh even with radical uh we had like three projects Mm -hmm. going at the same time uh two of them got canceled and the third one i believe was only not canceled because it was already very far along. Which project yeah. was that? Uh, that that was uh, prototype. Yeah. Prototype. Yeah, yeah. prototype yeah, the the first right. one, right? That yes. Was, yes. Was yeah. the sequel prototype two? That was the last one that ever came out from Radical. Was that I the believe final that game? was the last official release. Yeah. 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 They uh, 
Do you think they spent the last of their money on John the Johnny Cash uh, audio for that commercial? Could be. Could be the licensing costs. They did the Johnny Cash's cover of "Hurt" by uh, Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> I will let you down. I remember uh, this is when I still had cable. I've been a cable. Like mm. You know what's funny? Like yeah. I worked on that game, and I've yet to actually play the final version of it. Really? Be- yeah, because I mean, I was at the time that they released it. I was a former employee, so therefore, I don't, I don't get the, mm. a copy of it. I have to legit buy it, and you know, thanks to uh, uh, Activision's style of pricing, shall we say, quote and unquote. Um, they don't tend to discount things very often, and that's, Be, that's being like a, being uh, a former employee. You're lucky damn. even to get a credit on a game <laughs> these yeah. days. Oh, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That's a, that's a I, thing I was, that's been going around. And I was a, I was a, I was a senior artist on the project, but I got quoted as uh, artist because they didn't mm. have any official Capacity, senior artist. Yeah. So it's kind of like you eh, were a veteran. Yeah, I was a veteran yeah. in terms of the production itself. Uh, I wasn't there for the whole production, but for a lot of the the last leg of it, right? So, so Jacob, you're you're a a, a designer, and uh, you actually do artist. You actually do the visual art of the game, and Josh is a is yes. a programmer, so he yes. actually does the physical coding of the game. Yes, a lot of people. You're are, referring to Signal Ops right now. Yeah. So yes. Well, well I just I mean. Uh, in general, in general skill yeah. set. Yeah, like is yeah. one saying yeah. because a lot well, of people I, that I've are been listening, through the whole never, gamut. Well, a lot of people listening have never. They don't understand. Like when you quote make a game, they don't. Ah, yeah. They don't understand the, the generic. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, make everything. Exactly. Term. Yeah. They, don't, they don't get that. Well, no. there's a yeah. There's a lot that goes into making a video game, right? I mean, it's not just like, oh, hey, I'm gonna, yeah, I would like beer. Yeah, I will get that you a beer. The, yeah. That, that, that was the subtle indication no, you of just getting talk more into beer. The mic. I'm just trying <laughs> yes. to say. I think the listeners would love to hear what you have to say. I'm just trying to tell you if you talk into the mic, that's all. Because you're kind of getting you give me a sidearm approach, like your uh, Roy Halliday. Does I like to, I, I, you I know, know, I like to do a little <laughs> swagger while I talk. No, I mean, right. you know, the the process of making a video game is is very, you know, uh, very deep. Like it's not just like, oh, hey, I'm gonna, you know, uh, I'll get off my seat and and create a character or something there there's a lot to be considered there's you know uh design process there's just the creation of like the thing as an entity what what the people in this world do what uh what the world looks like how the people think in this world and what is your game based on what do you does the player do when you're in the world does he just run around and shoot people or does he like what does the game consist of like yeah like in in its in its full sense what kind of game are you making? How is it going to look? Yeah, and, and that's and, a very deep process. A lot of people don't. Yeah, they underestimate that as a, a development thing. Like you know, you think, you know, you see a game, you play it for five, six hours, you're done with it, you move on to the next one. But you don't. A lot of people don't stop to consider like who thought of everything there and what it takes to think of all those elements that comprises that world to create like a whole world of. Of, of ideas and things that's coherent enough to to believe that it's real there's a lot of thought process there and I, I, I don't think enough people give credit to to to, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to developers for that process it's a tricky thing it's not any one thing right it is art so yeah you do have to you know make things look pretty and make things belong but it's more than that it's it's about you know the people that embody that world it's how they think and how they approach situations right 
take you know our game for example. I'm not trying to plug it or anything, but you should just kind of am. I totally plug graciously. Am, right? It's Don't the best it. game. It is totally. It's, I heard the sound is medium good. <laughs> it is medium. Just, yeah. It's medium to the max good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, like, take take our game for example. Like you, you take one look at it. You you say see a few videos of it. It has a very specific flavor to it, right? It's like how do you um, pinpoint the the look and feel and and that process is very non-linear it's 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 hard to get to that result without covering a lot of ground right you know? right right so i'm gonna make josh talk about this well more yeah now. like josh right. like how do you feel I'm running about, out of breath here like how do you feel about the <laughs> and i want process? beer <laughs> no nah, man it's good yeah crack that beer that's good open that up the uh well, josh how do, you, how do you feel about the, the process like you have uh you have a pretty good dynamic worked out here with uh with with jacob and, and you have um the pretty much the sole responsibility of programming the, the entirety of this game which uh, is a lot by the way which is a lot right so um yeah. generally this kind of endeavor is taken on by teams of you know dozens and dozens of people and here you guys are just uh splitting the work um maybe earlier on in the company there were there were more members but uh you know for the majority of the part it's been you two so how josh how, how did you uh you know, get up to the task of doing all that type of work, man. That's a lot. Like people don't understand how much work it, that is. It was really it's difficult uh, balancing and deciding what to work on on a particular day, mm -hmm. uh, because generally, uh, in a larger studio, you will have like, oh, this is the programmer for AI, artificial intelligence. Okay. This is, or, or or you would or you would have a team of yeah, people. You would have to work on just that. Separate people doing all these things. By the way. Yeah, or you you would have a programmer for graphics. You would have a, a programmer for audio. Uh, just for every separate little category, you would have a different person dedicated to that. And uh, I, I would have to be balancing all of these things, and it, it was difficult because I would know like I could make you know this section over here better but i also have to do all this other stuff mm. so it, it was a constant balancing act like like juggling like i can only like, i can only yeah. hold on to each thing for a certain amount of time before i, I have to let it go and throw it back mm. up in the air uh to work on something else yeah. it so, always comes at the sacrifice yeah. of something else right like like think of it this way like if you were, you know, juggling two tasks, inevitably you have to decide which thing you like more. But if you like it more and you make it more, you sacrifice the other thing. But if that thing's also important, then you need to at some point come back to it. But that means you only end up with two halves of a whole, right? Like where do you draw the line in terms of, of commitment to any one particular thing? And you got at least a dozen at any given time. True, yeah. You, you have yeah. to split your time. You have to do it intelligently. You have to, you know, come up with, like, you have to think a lot more about each thing cleverly in order to When you say each thing, like, like break that down criteria for the listeners. Well, it, it, it was a lot of, uh, basically the process was a lot of making lists of things that need to be done, prioritizing those lists of, like, what is the, what is the absolute core of this game? What's the <clears> most important thing? And prioritizing the tasks based on, on that. On a basic level, um, for like, the, like, because the average listener right now, okay, like they they either are listening to this podcast because they like music I produce and they got into it or the show, or these are people that already uh, like Space Bullet, right? Um, Perhaps. Uh, Hopefully, yeah, you know, and their product, like you know, so they like Signal Ops and uh, or, or whatever. They're just people that are are just randomly tuning in. So uh, all lovely basic, people. Yeah, at yes. a basic level. 
Josh, because you're, you're programming, the coding he's doing, it's like, I'm, I'm talking like at a basic level, it's like matrix shit, right? Like you're, you're essentially coding raw stuff that doesn't even look like English to most people, right? Well, it, is that what is that correct? No, no, uh, not not really. Uh, it, it's basically to me it is. it's basically <laughs> like uh, See, the visual guy. It, it's like, like learning. Actually, yes. uh, it's like learning another language. Basically, that, well, yeah, okay, oh, uh, right, right. Not like English. Like I so, just if said? if someone is speaking Greek to you and you don't know Greek, you're like, it seems like magic. You're right? you're talking yeah. in code. I don't understand that. Uh, right, but but really, programming is is. Uh, it's just another way of speaking. You're speaking to the computer. Yeah, and, but it's kind of like to, you have to learn the language, how to communicate with it. But not just that. It's like it's it's like a language, but the language is based on puzzle solving. It's not a language based on just learning words. Yeah, you know, there, it's there, like there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of uh, there's yeah. a lot of logic involved figuring out what's the most optimal way to accomplish this task. So it's like a lot of sentence structure, like if blank, then blank. Then. Yeah. So yeah, times a million. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> and, and, so and, if yeah. jump, and it goes like several equals, layers deep. Yeah. Just finding the best way to do each right. task. Okay. And see, the, like with the tools you have available. Suffice to say, it's a very difficult very thing difficult. to do. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why not everyone does it, right? Now, yeah. now that's another thing too. Okay. So now, um, with a lot of major studios being shut down, like we've been uh, talking about, um, yeah. because of the mergers that take place and then the uh, eventual collateral damage that that is the fallout. Um, a lot of independent pop-ups have been springing up, especially out here on the West Coast. Here, Very true, you know, especially in Vancouver. Right, yeah. especially yeah. in Vancouver, you know. And, uh, you know, Radical, you know, uh, it, it's uh, it's kind of, even though we just discussed it's on life support, but it, its demise is pretty obvious. It's, and it's yeah, in, in, for all intents defunct. and purposes, it's not. It's, yeah, not it's, not, it's not. No offense to anyone who happens we to get be working off, at Radical. Before we get the off the topic of Radical, I just want to say Jacob is very lucky to actually have some game credits oh, on yeah. finished projects because I worked at Radical for almost three years yep. and I have zero credits yep. uh, to my name shame. for yeah. working there. Every project what? I worked on yeah. got canceled. This is true. Very true. What? That's well, right. I mean, okay, you know, can you, you talk you, about which what you, projects you, were? Um, just one sec. I just want to start this. Up. I I can't say what they are. Yeah, not not specifically by uh, name, but but I would say to to your credit though, like it's nothing to do with uh, Josh in terms of his fault. It's it's a lot to do with how a company runs that they shift you on to different things, right? For different reasons, given you know your expertise and given your background, they'll put you on project A or B, yeah, right? Yeah. So you don't really have that finite control about where you get to go. Uh, it, it, and I'm speaking to larger co companies. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah. quite common, uh, you know, in bigger corporations. And you know, you do your task, and then you move on to the next thing. It doesn't matter to them necessarily that that happens to be something that doesn't make it to completion, right? Mm -hmm. And it just so happens to be really bad luck in terms of radical specifically that there was a lot of projects that didn't make it to to, to the end. Well, you also, know? Uh, this was uh, uh, one of the projects that I worked on. For example. Uh, which I, I can't name, but it was uh, specifically, it was like a competitor to uh, the Bond series. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and, that was a lovely and, and what project. happened was uh, when Activision, oh, no, when Activision merged with the company, uh, they had the rights to the Bond license. They did. And what happened was Bond won. They did, yeah. And the project that I was working on was no more. Yeah, you know, honestly, sometimes a lot of ideas are born out of uh you know some type of uh different taste and uh sometimes you, know, you can't help mm -hmm. uh 
But move on from that. I'm, I'm just all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, it's a it's a case of mistaken identity, really. I mean, when you think about it, right? Like yeah. it's you have no choice but to go with whatever project is yeah. given to you. That's and, okay. You, you know, guys, you guys were born to do this, so yes. there's there's no way yes, uh, you could ever uh, you know work around it. <laughs> but, but, but suffice <laughs> suffice to say, you know, I personally I love that project myself, and I would have actually wanted to be on it. And and the thing is, like, the company has no control over that as an IP. Uh, intellectual, intellectual property yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, gets passed down from whatever to whatever company and mm-hmm. whether they decide to pick it up or not or whether there's some contractual you know conflict that determines whether that goes forward as a game or as a you know whatever any other type of uh, media right mm-hmm. it could be you know a movie it could be a whatever right like it's those things are not controlled internally to a finite degree. And the thing is the company, as a, the game company, has to take that chance and be like, continue to work on it despite not knowing how that's gonna turn out, right? And that's a that's a huge gamble, right? Yeah, like of course, you, you yeah. can't but, huge but you can't like huge. start the thing later on when you're sure that you get that property. You have to do it ahead of time because games take a long time to make. I don't know if uh, your, your, your view is no or not, but the, the average game that, that gets developed takes around two to three years to make. How long? So you have to take? know way ahead of time, you know, uh, whether uh, you're going to commit to it or not. Counting pre-production time, yeah. it took maybe maybe almost four years. Almost four years. Signal yeah. ops took four not, years. It's yeah. not like a small thing, like on a whim, where hey, I'm going to make a game, right? Yeah. You have to really commit your time mm. and effort into it, right? In, Sometimes in, it in works. terms of independent Sometimes games, Signal Ops was a fairly large project it was it was a a lot to chew on yeah for your first independent release right like that's huge (laughs) like to to, to say okay you know guys we're gonna put out this first person stealth uh action shooter and it's gonna Mm be um uh, not not so much uh of uh the linear type of shooter out there it's gonna be um uh like more on the level of uh commandos by Mm -hmm. uh, the pc more of a strategic experience and and some of the scope you can control some of the scope you can't like Mm -hmm. there's certain decisions you don't know until you know you're in the middle of development like you can't define what fun is until you create some of the fun and then you you have to you know verify whether that fun is fun actually that's a trip right there it is you guys you guys are like holding the keys to fun like fun is such a it's an odd it's an odd thing to determine but it it is like you play any classic game like oh say goldeneye for example right okay so goldeneye for the nintendo 64 nintendo 64 classic game everybody loves it right Yeah. yeah right and so the game that everyone ends up playing is super fun and enjoyable and most people really love the local uh competitive multiplayer the split screen you know everybody knows it right right it's a classic thing but not many people know that that element of the game was literally shoehorned in the last like month of development really it literally just it, happened it, it wasn't right it wasn't even end. planned the, it wasn't even the planned. developers like made what? it the they developers like made in. it yeah. at like after hours yeah they stealth in the that office in. and that own. ended up being the main element that most people remember about the game right i think, I think that element sold more nintendo 64 exactly than, right than Mario. It's, it says mm-hmm. a lot but it says a lot to the method of development they wouldn't have known that they should take a gamble on that 
uh, aspect of the game until they got to the point where they had enough stuff already where they could say, hey, yeah, this would work really well in some sort of a fun little local, you know, competitive arena stuff. How would they know that that decision can be made until they got to that decision, right? It's like deterministic. You can't, you can't pre-think that, right? Obviously. Because yeah. you don't know it's fun until it's fun, right? But even that, that's mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. Like the, the idea that... Um, like here, here's okay. Here's a weird. I'll, I'll just say relationship, like a, almost like cousins. Okay, um, between um, film and music and video games and say like the porn industry. Okay, there, <laughs> there's the one, uh, the one item that binds all those those parts of the entertainment industry is is the pleasure aspect, mm -hmm. and within music. It's it's generally oh it's your taste it's like what do you what do you like like there are many types of music but what do you mm -hmm. like and then you listen, you watch a film same thing but there's a visual medium to it that where people can either just you know they can watch it okay mm -hmm. like there's a, there's a place to go that you can do that and then that's the event um, and same with music people go dancing okay there's the thing they might not like all of it but that's the thing but when you play a game. It's it's very much like you either like it or you don't like yeah. it, right? Like there's yeah. not there, you don't go mm -hmm. and you half-ass a game unless you're like in a party sense and and you don't really care anyway. But if, like if you're uh, even a mid-casual gamer um, uh, or a hardcore gamer, it's it's very cut and dry. Like it's like you either this this game rocks or this game sucks. You know, but that's and, actually something I wanted to address. Because okay. uh, mm. what, one, one, of, one, of, one of the things I, I've noticed <laughs> is, is like, well, it, you know, it, it, it's become a, a problem recently, I find, that, that some people have this... And uh, uh, Josh Ennis over here is a rather jaded uh, developer, must I'm, comment. I'm not. <laughs> and, uh, Maybe a little bit. <laughs> but uh, got, but little, some people have this very uh, deep-seated uh, sense of entitlement. Mm. And what kind of people? Wait, they, they, well, I'll tell you, they can't, yeah, you're they can't distinguish here, people. Some people cannot distinguish between something that they don't like and something that is bad. Right. Mm. They, oh, they oh, can't, yeah, okay, they can, like, if, if they, versus, if they, if they know, don't quality. like it, they think it's no bad. good. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they don't understand that maybe there's someone else who is not them mm. that is going to enjoy this. Right. In you terms know, of th like th this a product for it, yeah. is not designed for, for them. them. Yeah. Right. They can't understand yeah. that. Yeah. In music, that would probably be best related to uh, uh, say Nickelback. Okay. Now, oh, like um, <laughs> it's very easy. They're, they're like the whipping boy of the industry and it's very easy mm. to, to cast hate on these guys. Right now me personally, and I'm pretty sure I don't even have to say this, but everyone in this room probably not listening to Nickelback. No, not, not never not gonna, no, really no, put it on. No, the know, cat maybe. Yeah. The, the cat maybe. Alexander has way better taste. He's than totally that. You, just I, sleeping you know, that's, right that's now. That's pretty so goddamn offensive even... that you would even suggest my cat. Listen. <laughs> hey, He's sitting here listening to the sweet sounds of Newbie Newbinson. Don't even. He is the great, it. and therefore, you know, he That's has good okay. taste. I forgive you, Josh. You got a kind face. <laughs> I do. Here. You got sweet ass. You got sweet ass, bro. <laughs> okay, so uh, basically, what I'm what what I'm saying is like because Nickelback, um, as musicians, they they are in key. They're playing in rhythm, and they sell tens of millions of albums. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. clearly there is a market Based there. Based on market, they it's are just, successful, yeah. Especially because we live in Canada, we don't really <clears throat> run into a lot of people that are like 
god damn that new Nickelback so goddamn good like you're mm. never gonna run into that guy yeah and because yeah. of that we we kind of like just you know we throw them off like oh yeah they get they get tossed to the fringe and exactly and, yeah like actually like, you know yesterday at the mall I was saying I was going shopping I saw an ad on uh, one of the pillars or the posts or whatever the mall and it said Nickelback greatest hits and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, they got to that point. Like, what is this, the shortest <laughs> fucking CD of all time? You know, like, and then and then two songs. But see, like, then it, it's kind of hack. It's like it's like hack comedy to even like to joke about that kind of yeah, shit. Right? To yeah. be like, oh, like Nickelback's not good. But so yeah. I start thinking about it. And um, there's this uh, Chad Kroger, the the lead singer of Nickelback. He said this one quote that's it's actually kind of ring true. It rings true. He says. Uh, Hey, listen, because uh, uh, he was responding to a bunch of criticism, and he's like, "Okay, guess what? You, you guys say Nickelback sucks. It's like, okay, you don't like us. That's fine. That's your opinion. Yeah. But Nickelback does not suck. That's what that's what he said. Right. And then yeah. he was like, "It's we exactly clearly what Josh do appeal saying. to people. Right. Totally. It, it's yeah. the it's I, like I Josh is saying. It's like, the difference like, between like, like it's not for you or it's not good. Mm-hmm. They they're." They don't they're have mixing, to, yeah. They're mixing the signals Exactly. Here, right? It doesn't yeah. have to be the yeah, same and, thing. And, and I mean, the, the, the less mainstream you go, the more that division is. Oh, like, like if you Like, oh, like yeah. Signal Ops is clearly. a very niche game. It is, yeah. Uh, it, it's, oh, made, it's made specifically, you know, for people who like difficult games. Mm, tactical uh, games, you know. Games uh, where you have, to, you have to think. Games think, that challenging. Don't. Puzzle solving yeah. involved, you know, uh, splitting uh, your attention and, and dividing, and, you know. And if your, you look at the review scores for Signal Ops, <laughs> okay. it's like, it's, it's like split right down the middle. It's like half of them are, are like, oh, this game's great. I love yeah. it. It's really challenging. It, it's just like the old games I used to play. Yeah, I love this. And, so and you look at the and other the half. half it's like, this sucks as a first-person shooter. Yeah, oh, I, like, I, yeah. I hate this. You what know? kind of shooter is this? The guy just falls down. This, this is not as good as Call of Duty. I mean, like, but it isn't Call of Duty. It, that's yeah, the point. That's, that's it, right? point. Yeah, we, we've yeah, had people, uh, I, I mean, for, for those of you who don't know, Signal Ops is a game where you control multiple first-person perspectives on, a bank, on a bank of monitors it's like a game at a control a station yeah, yeah. It's and, very meta. and we've yeah. had people complain that uh it's not good because the controls are non-standard mm-hmm. yeah non-linear how yeah, are you going that, to yeah. apply standard controls to, to a game that's not that standard yeah 100 percent non-standard mm-hmm. dude some of the reviews i read uh because i was in uh i was in nashville i was in tennessee when uh uh, of all places, uh, yes. I, was, yeah, I was out of town, just <laughs> randomly in Tennessee. I was in Tennessee uh, when uh, uh, this was going on, and uh, I was checking out the Jack Daniels Distillery. We were out there, you know, yep, doing course. some business. Jack Daniels, yeah. yeah, that's right. Liz was on conference, <laughs> business, totally business. Yeah. Jack drinking Daniels some distillery, yeah. yeah, drinking some business. Doing, yeah. uh, doing the business. Mm-hmm. No, we understand. And, uh, Keep going. Um, there was this bar in the uh, the one of the resorts we stayed at in the first few days we were there, and uh, made myself kind of a regular. It's like this little Irish bar. Yeah, an Irish bar in Tennessee. He had no uh-huh. idea. But yeah. uh, so, you know, I, I started drinking there a lot. And uh, every day, uh, this was right when Signal Ops came out on good old games, which is GOG.com. And uh, they don't have, they, they're they're the number two in terms of distributors of uh, online clients, right? Like that, that can release a yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Steam, which is uh, now, now Signal Ops is available on Steam, which is Indeed. the largest client base, obviously. Behemoth um, in comparison to, it, it's, yeah, to yes. GOG. Steam, it's, uh, Steam recently has widened their gates and started accepting, yes. accepting more, yeah. more products. Yes. Yeah, and, and because of that, it's like such an amazing arm. There. But when it came out through GOG, uh, I remember being in Tennessee and, and uh, I read the, uh, the preview through PC Gamer. And, uh, you know, I've been involved in a lot of uh, other video game scoring and stuff like that. But uh, 
just seeing the preview and the way uh, the excitement of, of some of the journals, the journalists that were like, oh, this game, it's like so different and it's amazing and I, I can't wait to get my hands on it. And like uh, Rock, Paper, Shotgun was uh, all over it. Um, uh, who else Who else gave favorable previews to it? I'm trying to draw a comparison here. I just need more names for that. We had, the, a, uh, we had a mention on uh, Kotaku. Yep. Kotaku, uh, yeah. As well. Okay, so yeah, yeah like, there, like there, a bunch of notable... There was a lot, a lot of sites. Yeah, like yeah. considerably notable gaming sites that, that uh, were like, okay, this is amazing. And, and then uh, when the game came out and uh, it received some criticism for, uh, you know, just some... Uh, for doing bot- different things, yeah. For, for doing different things. It's like the game didn't really get the 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 chance to be led through the door and, and the thing is uh a lot of the negativity of the reviews came from no well first of all they all copy pasted each other of the one guy who didn't well there, there's the a there's this like a, i guess a sub uh you know category of people who just went okay well let's just take that review and literally copy and yeah. paste it which literally, by the oh, way yeah. Re- recent, and recently this wasn't we, a review this was like them playing the first i don't know half hour and no, calling they didn't it a even review. Yeah, yeah remember they, yeah. They, they wrote like they did the training mission and then that was it and that's like man if, if you play the scope of the game you would you think that it, like if that's all you played and you're a fan of the game you think this is ridiculous this would be like if you only played the first level of mario yeah. and you ba- yeah. basing your yeah. decision or, or like, off the or first like level if you were mario, if you yeah. were a movie reviewer and you watch like the opening scene, and you're like, "Oh!" I can and see then you where wrote a review, go, based yeah. on, and it's it's so painfully obvious reading these reviews that they have not played the game because they they talk about basically everything that we mention on our website. Yeah, and, but they don't and, go into any detail on what the actual content yeah, of the game is. Exactly. Mm. And they base these things also just in the same way that we mention on our on our on our on our you know I, summary of the game it's like they didn't sort of interpret their own events because there were no their own events because they didn't even play the I, game. I recently uh read one review that uh that is that said, review with air quotes <laughs> uh yes yes because okay. the, the, the just, so, just for the for the, the, viewers the so-called <laughs> review uh mentioned that the music in the game was non-existent mm, oh yeah <laughs> uh, and of course the only place in the game where there is no music is the first part the tutorial section yeah i gotta tell them i guarantee them there's music in the game guarantee <laughs> so it's because a it's a, it's a, dead, a it's a dead giveaway that much music that was they created played, that yeah. they loaded up the game played a few minutes of it and and wrote up a review based on some information that yeah. they read elsewhere yeah. there's like um when we we're talking about it because it's a game in a game um, very you, meta you yep. are controlling it's like so you yourself okay are playing a game on a computer yeah it's controlling a, a member of uh, this organization and uh, this organization then connects you to uh, a multi-screen monitor in the game so that's what i'm saying like for people listening like what do you mean game in a game so that's what's happening it's like you're a game in a game and uh because you control several agents in the field at the same time, and it's like this multi-camera perspective, it's it's pretty pretty new. I haven't really ever even seen a, even like a, a rough copycat of your guys's model. So um, what I'm what I'm getting at is because it's so fresh, it's undoubtedly going to receive uh, uh, some negativity because of it. It doesn't follow a linear pattern, but that's the thing. It's supposed to be different. Like we we're saying, the guy who mm-hmm. goes. Well, it's not Call of Duty. That's right. It's not. It's not supposed to be. Like it's. It's not. That's like. That's like the guy that plays Medal of Honor, 
<laughs> and then goes, Ooh, oh, it's not Call of Duty's Duty, been yeah. better. It's like, yeah. well, you're playing two clones of each other. I don't know what you want yeah, me to yeah, yeah. like. What do you want me to say here? It's uh, I mean, you know, bad. we as a developer, we set out to do something that appeals to us, and by virtue of the fact of appealing to us, hopefully it'll appear to someone that has similar sensibility mm -hmm. as we do. Right? We're not making a game to be like, hey, Call of Duty's cool. Let's make a Call of Duty. Right? That's not fun for me as a person mm -hmm. and as a developer. Mm -hmm. And I, I would not want to put up with, you know, four years of making that. Because what, what's my goal at the end of the day? I'm gonna try to achieve the same level of whatever it is that Call of Duty does. I'm not gonna be able to do that myself. I'd need a thousand people to do that, right? right it just right. doesn't work, right? So in terms of what I want to create, I wanna create something that I'm gonna like, right? Something that appeals well, to me, right? And this is the type of game that really resonates with with you guys, mm -hmm. which is a yeah. gamer's game. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's strategy based. It's it's essentially a, a tactical uh, feat, tactical spy to, to game. Re, basically. Yeah, to really yeah. to like to pull it off I, though to play the game. I see it's it's so multi ended. Uh, uh, to, to like how to play it, it it's it's really you know oh, yeah it, it begs they, the question of like, like how to play it like because it, it's so open ended you can play it a right. lot of different ways we we do I mean we we very much like um, I mean it's not to make a commentary on something like a Call of Duty but we very much wanted uh, player freedom and in you know and in doing so allow them to choose the way that they can approach a scenario right right do you decide to be sneaky do you decide to be mm -hmm. a confrontational do you decide to be you know uh, diplomatic it's what what you want in terms of gameplay is what we provide to mm -hmm. you, right mm -hmm. we provide the options and then the player can decide on their own terms what they how they want to approach a scenario right that's what i, yeah, what I, I mean, we, do, we want right? to make games that speak to the strength of game the game medium medium yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. you know yeah. like like movies as a medium have have a specific strength of you know look they're very good at telling an exact story very well you know you can watch it in in a reasonable amount of time and everything it's a great experience but they don't give you any interaction mm -hmm. and that's where games come in and I believe that games should really play to that strength of what makes them unique. And uh, there, with with big budget games, there's really been this divergence mm -hmm. uh, of uh, big budget games moving more towards what movies are and becoming these uh, super linear experiences yeah. where you have no choice. You can't affect the game in any way. And you're basically just, you know, aiming the mouse in, in the direction yeah. where they want you to aim it in an increasingly and, and limited watching fashion. A movie. Yeah. What's well said. That's yeah, well yeah. said. You guys are goddamn rebels. That's, that's what this is about. No, I mean, well, it's not. I, I, I think the stream. Like, if you're not, if yeah, you're not man, making not just... something that's, that's uh, using the strengths of the medium is, is different and, and unique. What's the point of making yeah, it? That's true. You, you know, like if, if we were like, Oh, we like call of duty. You know, which is a very well-produced uh, game. You know, it has excellent production values. Uh, if you like, uh, you know, that that sort of generic type action game. You know, like a summer blockbuster. Yeah, which it's, can it's, be very enjoyable. It's very much uh, Saving Private Ryan. Like they even just heavily borrow from other media. You know, like I, right I'm not going to say Call of Duty is a bad game. Because it's not. Yeah, it's, it's, not. it's very no, well yeah. made. Yeah, it's it's very specific not. to uh, yeah. what it is, right? It, like, you it, know. There, there's an audience of people who love it, very much mm -hmm. like Nickelback. Uh, but 
Okay. <laughs> lovely, lovely. That Sorry. was nice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. That is a wonderful little loop in, right in the there. Industry, that's what you call a throwback. Okay, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Lovely. But, but, you know, it's not something that we as a small independent studio can, that, uh, that we can compete with. Mm-hmm. Because you either have to do something that's different or something that's better. And we mm. can't do that kind of big, big no. budget cinematic no. experience better than a Call of Duty. There's no way we can do it. It's impossible. And, and with, nor with, does nor does that seem like a goal that we would want to do. I yeah, mean, yeah, really. Like I can see that. Yeah. As a as a as someone in the creative field, you know, I, I I want whatever I create to have some sort of resonance in in whatever it strives to be if what i'm striving to be is only second rate to something that already exists in a better form and i say better in terms of like more polished not necessarily uh, the content is, is superior uh then then why am i doing that like wh- why would i want that as a goal to say hey i'm going to make a, another shooter which is going to be obviously not as good because there's two of us versus you know the equivalent of a thousand people making a video game. Right. Why does that seem like a like a like a goal that I would want? It isn't, you know. And that's why you know you get this uh, resurgence, I would say, of of independent video game developers doing different things, mm-hmm. not because necessarily that that uh, we want to achieve the same goals as triple A's. And I say triple A's is, uh, you know, oh, yeah. major production. Pe- yeah, people as, that, actually, you know, that, that's, that's a good that's follow-up. That's a term, yeah. That's a good follow-up question really quickly. In, uh, in sports, triple A is often referred to like a minor league. And then mm. in uh, video games, triple A, uh, mm. it's, the context is, uh, oh, a triple A title, like uh, Halo, mm-hmm. Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, etc. Like these triple A huge big budget titles. Um, why are they called triple A titles? Do you have a? Uh, is there a backstory to that? Do you guys know? I couldn't tell. So industry something, something with uh, yeah. when your car breaks down. I don't know. What? <laughs> CAA. Anyway, you know, in terms of a goal, you know, it's not something we want to achieve because it's not something we can p- compete on the same level with, right? And it it coincides with the fact that uh, you know independent developers want to do what they want to do. Uh, and so, you know, we skew things towards uh, what we can achieve better, which is gameplay differences. See, the difference between uh, independent game developers and AAAs is that AAAs have to, by virtue of the fact of being a corporation, they have to be safe. They have to make choices based on what will end up giving them a return on investment, ROI. The most. Yes, mm-hmm. pretty much. I- they, they have to cater to what people as a majority would probably want to pay money to do, right? Which means if they spend, you know, $30 million making a game or 50 million, or I've seen figures like 150 what for GTA 5, yeah. over 150 million. 150 million, but they yeah. gross mm-hmm. 750 right. million. Yeah. But, but why is that decision in terms of like the money they spent versus the money they achieved good is that they have a formula for what is safe in terms of what they can expect to get back. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you're spending a lot of money, then you want to achieve a lot of money back, which means you have to appeal to a lot of people, mm-hmm. which means you have to know what a lot of people will like, which means you have to make your decisions based on what's safe enough for that to happen. 
right? As an independent developer, we don't have that same money to benefit ratio that is required in order for our game to be a success. And that's right. why we can make the decisions based on what we think will be fun versus on what we think is, you know, a market value uh, uh, perspective, something that will get us our money back. Right, mm. because the fun yeah. itself will, will exactly. bring its own yeah. profit, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah well, we can make the gamble, right? Right. right. To, their, to their credit, uh, Electronic Arts actually tried making some unique titles. They uh, did, they did. It, uh, Mirror's Edge, for example. Uh, That's true. They, you know, yeah. they get shitted on a lot by people like <laughs> Especially me. Especially today. They, <laughs> they tried it. They are uh, right now at the moment they do, the uh, worst uh, Unfortunately, their, their unique standout titles... Uh, I guess did not make as did much not, money yeah. as as their uh, you know franchise blockbusters. Uh, well, and, you know and they reverted I, I back. I can pen that on this though. Like, like what was? Can you tell me what the Mirror's Edge TV spot looks like? How do you sell uh, that? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like there's sell that. Like, yeah, but I, I can tell you what the latest NHL nine you know fucking mm-hmm. fourteen or mm-hmm. whatever. Like I can tell you exactly what that spot looks like because there's. Clearly, like a weighted sense, is they again, like mm. they know what sells, right. and they, they're gonna how to market yeah. that. Shit. Well, well, push what I what, what I I read an article uh, a while ago, basically that that said the problem with the games industry is uh, it it's not like the movie industry in terms of how the business end operates. Whereas uh, in the movie industry, you have uh, big studios that make these big blockbusters, mm-hmm. but they also have like little subsidiary companies that yeah. make you know little art films and uh, mm-hmm. low budget movies, and they're owned by the same company that makes the big budget movies. Uh, but we don't have that in games. What's an yeah. example? But what's, but what's they, they work on a production base. Hey. Like they they basically work on a one off. What, what's a company that does that? Like uh, like in, in the film industry? Like can you name a? Like what Lionsgate? I, like I, I don't know if I can name a, a specific company. I do know it happens though. Kind of like the Miramax relationship that was happening before. Where well, like, like the take a, a, take Focus Films for example. Right. right? Okay. Yeah. That, yeah that's yeah. an it, it tends to skew towards the more independent, films, more art based, more films. art based mm-hmm. films. Yeah, but yeah. it is a subsidiary of a larger company. I forget the larger company, but I know it's not like an independent uh, in terms of the right. There's something to be said for that though. You don't even remember the. the I don't. It, it doesn't I don't, matter because the connection yeah. doesn't matter. That's right. right? It doesn't yeah. matter because what it, you end up as the viewer remembering is oh, Focus Films. We make these movies. Exactly. Yeah. The Good thing job. is, yeah, yeah. they have they have these big budget movies that are going to consistently make them money, and then they they put a smaller amount of money into these lower budget movies that are going to you know some of them will make money, some of them might be like a you know a surprise success and make them a lot of That's money. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they take a that a lot of them might yeah. lose you some money, but you don't know, you That's know. And, well, but they fund them anyway because they're they're interested in and in like. Well, like, let's yeah. let's, like, uh, let's have let's, stuff. Yeah, the, the you know, let's, let's push movies forward. Yeah, as yeah, yeah, the yeah. tastemakers and the gatekeepers that that hold those types of, of uh, jobs that allow those and they greenlight those types of uh, yeah. products and films and whatever. Whenever they have that kind of thing, it generally comes down to taste, which it is like they're just they're developing mm-hmm. what they like and what they think is going to be good in an artistic sense. And music, it's really interesting because. Uh, again, like Nickelback gets a lot of hate, right? But Back to the Nickelback. Nope, but here's here's a better example. <laughs> Justin Bieber, okay? Justin Bieber is, the, he's the it teen idol right now. You know, since uh, mu- the modern music industry has existed, we've seen 
hundreds and hundreds of these types of guys where they have a, mm-hmm. a flare up of like a decade or so where they're just like the shit and then yep. they either fall off or they evolve into an adult star right indeed well um it's interesting to say because for everyone out there that criticizes a justin bieber okay only like like in a major label sense um only one out of every like you know two dozen artists that they put out pops that big yeah. so for every justin bieber that comes out and everyone hates on There's the money other that's right the money that he makes they recycle back into these other artists so they it's do. you can mm-hmm. really thank like spice girls or backstreet boys or whatever like that for financing like arcade fire or yeah, yeah. or whatever you know or, or whatever i guess people kind of started to hate arcade fire recently but mm-hmm. whatever you know it, hey yeah, I'm, I'm a fan so you know don't, well, don't poo-poo well, on no, them too hard for no, me here come on you know what i'm saying though like like <laughs> yeah, uh, no. for every for every uh you know shakira out there there's a band of horses that that's what i'm saying there's yeah, like there's of course, a, yeah, of course. There's, a, there's a famous group that's yeah. artistically but, their but that, merits better that you know? economic process of taking you know the 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 pardon my french cash cow of the of that industry wait why would i pardon your french for that i don't know cash cow that's a bit of a uh, le vache yeah, crank a la vache anyway, jesus christ anyway the, the point being that this, this is a pretty the money say fuck shit fuck who gives a cock damn <laughs> you can just say whatever you want it's fine you can say what you like God i mean damn, i'm, say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, well thank you very much i'm for a classy gentleman i like this host <laughs> podcast that's fine no it's okay go ahead yeah, say what you guys say Right. So for every, like, it's an industry which works as it should in that it takes, you know, the money, the majority money that it makes and feeds it back to other gambles okay. that may work out or not work out depending on circumstances and what happens and and, pe- mm-hmm. and taste. And, and that uh, is something that's worthwhile doing, right? Now, we go back to the example of EA, for example, Electronic Arts, uh, that did that for a while. And I think what happened is basically the industry in terms of the game industry, they're a little bit scared when it comes to stuff that doesn't work out. They don't give it the time of day, right? EA for a while did this. It's like maybe five, six years in a row that they did that. They funded a couple games based on the, you know, their cash cows and they took that money, they put it into independent companies. They made games, but those independent games didn't necessarily make the money they wanted. Rather than keep going in that vein until they got something, they pulled out. And I think that's a lot of reasons why something like an EA is kind of not really liked these days is because they abandoned that concept. I, I think what's really know? disheartening about it... And that concept it. works in other industries. Why shouldn't it, right? You make a good you know? point, though. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I think what's disheartening, though, is that a lot of those projects actually made money. It just didn't make the the, what they wanted, the, the yeah. certain <laughs> level of yeah, profit yeah. that, that the they're looking for. They're like, they're like, yes, we made money on that, but... We could be making more money with something else. Yeah. Wow. So therefore, it's a failure because it didn't meet our expectations, internal expectations. If something, you know, in my opinion, if something makes it over the mark of like, hey, you made your money back plus X amount, you know, you're 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 okay, right? What they expected was yeah. that you make your money back plus this large amount, yeah. and that didn't work you, for them. You guys right? are you guys are approaching it from a different level. You guys are approaching it from an independent. Like you guys are much much more humble than the guys who are responsible for ten thousand people. Well, yeah, are, I mean, you know, at the end of the mm-hmm. day, from my perspective, personally, 
I would love to make video games on my own terms, and if I can make enough money doing so, I will continue to do so, right? If I don't make enough money to do so, then I won't, and that's just the reality of it. If, if I make an okay amount of money, then I'm okay about that, right? But, you know, I don't have expectations of like, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire in, in two days or whatever right, right. after my game is out. And if I don't, well, fuck you. You know, yeah, like no, it's I, not, I yeah. that's not the conversation inside my head, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I want to make the things I would like to make because it gives me, you know, personal satisfaction. But also, you know, uh, it's nice to know that people enjoy that type of thing. And if there's enough people enjoying it, then then it makes me feel good and, and that can continue, right? Yeah. Why not, right? Mm -hmm. Why not? Yeah. That's that's the type of feeling that comes from making an independent game. I don't know how Josh? you feel about yeah. that. Do you feel that way, Josh? I I like working on my own product. <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's well, a good feeling. Yeah, and is, and I, I mean, uh, you, you know, Coming from more of a coding background, uh, like like for example at Radical, I was a, a technical artist uh, mm. where I what does that I, mean? a rare breed. Uh, basically, I I, uh, it, it's it's a rare job. Very uh, rare. There's there's like there will only be like one person who does this. <laughs> and on I know and appreciate usually. this uh, uh, audience. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what I did is is basically I, I would uh, make the tools that the artists use to create their art yes. to help them speed up their art process so you literally to, 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 like to automate on. automate all the repetitive yeah. boring processes uh, that they have to do josh here is a very appreciated gentleman in terms of like uh, from the art perspective right um, like he is the gateway between us and you know all the stuff that we don't want to deal with yeah. he helps so, us so, so doing that type of work uh it's very satisfying even if you're working on a project that you're not even interested in at all because you're you're actually making a, a product that is not going to be released to the pro, to the public mm. you're making a product that's released to the people who are making you're, the game for other people you're mm. a, a coder's coder essentially yeah. right you're, yeah you're, you're helping an artist coder you're an say. artist yeah it, it's, it's like it's, that's it's that's like i'm, I'm a yeah, i'm yeah. a tool maker i'm, I'm the guy yeah. who makes the wrench yeah. uh, of the guy who goes to the your house to, to the fix the pipe mm -hmm. that's insane that, that that's actually like a, you know i never thought about that like yeah it's, the guy who creates the engine essentially be, like, right? because yeah. that that communication between you know uh, what we use on a day-to-day -day basis to make things in a game that process mm -hmm. between us making something in it getting in the game if that process sucks then our job sucks right well, honestly yeah. that makes a lot of sense that that that's was your former role and that you've carried over some of that experience now into more, a more expanded role because yeah between the two of you like uh jacob's visual style is very unique and i really 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 like i like how he he mixes his palette of colors uh the way he he wants to particularly portray his his uh artwork and he has a he's a really interesting style that like um it could, honestly it has to be seen it's it's a, its own entity it, it's like if you put on a, a pixar film you just know it's a, a pixar film like that kind of thing it, it's that art style that it, it's its own it's its own combination it, it can't really be compared um there are there are not even like it's like a distant second there's not really a you know someone out there that you can really say oh that's exactly that that style or whatever so i really like that but then i look over at josh's uh background in in you know creating the wrench so to speak and you can see how you guys have really blended this really well together yeah. for space bullet so yeah. as you guys blend the stuff together for space bullet would you guys be interested in answering some uh, listener questions? We have uh, some listener uh, questions. Yeah, we have wow. some. Yeah, every episode we uh, we open up the uh, floodgates to uh, some people, and uh, I pick the ones that are interesting. Um, 
sometimes it's a grab bag of whatever, but uh, I usually protect the identities of those within, so it's pretty anonymous, so they can just ask whatever. It's Brad Pitt. That's right. It's yeah. Brad Pitt. The listens. answer in every question <laughs> is Brad Pitt. All right. So you guys are ready Somehow. for this? We're going to this. Uh, there's three questions. All right. You ready for this? Y'all ready Let's for do this. this. All right. So uh, you guys can answer this. Yeah. Is that yeah. our theme music? Yeah, no, yeah. you know that. That's are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Too Unlimited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you ready for this? Right? That was Too Unlimited, right? That's what you want to do. That's the one that I like. That was Too Unlimited, though, right? That was Too Unlimited. Okay, good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel good about that now. Yeah, Jock Jams thanks you. Here we go. First answer, four. For, Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, first question from listener uh, is, uh, because you guys are game developers, mm-hmm. um, what is your personal game, uh, your personal favorite game right now? Yeah, either of you can answer. You don't have to stare at each other. <laughs> you can just uh, go ahead and answer. It's okay. Uh, I don't know if it's favorite, but, but uh, one that I really enjoyed uh, from... From a, a more modern game uh, was a company of heroes, which is a, a strategy game. Uh, wait, wait, are you talking about the uh, the sequel? Uh, the original. I haven't played the the new. Oh, one the original. Yet. Uh, did you know that uh, uh, my brothers in the Boomsday Alliance were uh, uh, leads in that game? They actually did a it, lot of. The it lead. is a uh, uh, one of the Vancouver uh, games. Yeah, relic, Keeping yeah. it local. Yeah, yeah my nice. my brother in the Alliance, Seamart. He's uh, he does. Uh, uh, I think he does character modeling, shading, something like that. And then uh, uh, my brother Noah Stacy, now of uh, uh, Blackbird Interactive, uh, since uh, THQ's kind of winded down over there. But mm. uh, yeah, Noah Stacy now he he's uh, he's also working with Blackbird Interactive. He and uh, yeah, that was a, a tremendous. Uh, yeah, tremendous amount of work, but I, yeah, I don't know. If it, I'm glad you enjoy that game, but uh, I, I'd love to have you guys kind of interact. You guys have never met each other. You guys have never met the other half of the alliance, which is kind of cool. No, so uh, yeah, we have to arrange that. But okay, so you're playing Company Heroes. I played. I was on, I was one of the beta testers for Company Heroes too, which is kind of hilarious. They pulled me in for like a day. <laughs> Full circle. Right? Part yeah, of the balance I, team I, I think uh, yeah. what what made it such a, an amazing game though was they really they threw out. A lot of the uh, established paradigms in strategy games, Status and they, they they said like, no, look, we're gonna do something new. Mm-hmm. You know, where where it's not about like who can click the fastest and who can uh, build the most units to go like bam, throw it at the enemy base. It it was very much like they they took these elements of like uh, grand strategy turn based games and they applied it to a real time strategy game mm-hmm. where where it was very much about planning control of territory uh, and they applied it very successfully to a, a real time game totally totally yeah you know what uh, that's actually uh, that's bang on because when I remember being like okay I can make my tanks in the game shoot the ice so that the enemy can't cross that ice anymore and then force their path over a narrow mm-hmm. bridge and I can guard that bridge like it's all strategy based and I guess that kind of makes sense why you guys made signal ops that way because it's it's very very uh, uh, strategy based yeah obviously. I mean if, mm-hmm. if you look at an older uh, strategy game like a like a starcraft or something it's more about like what you build and uh, and company of heroes is more about like where you build exactly yeah that, that's actually a good way to put it all about locations choke points and and uh that's cool that you're, yeah. you're into that man i'll have to get a i'll have to let c martin doc know know what's going on 
How about uh, Jacob? You got a favorite game right now? You're gonna say favorite like, can game. I guess what your answer is gonna be? You're like, well, actually, I've just been developing this game so long that I don't have time to play any other games. Mario, is that what you're gonna say? Mario Brothers. Um, okay, well, are you casually playing any game right now? Right now, I'm playing. Uh, well, I just finished right now uh, Bioshock Infinite. Which I, I, did wow. I just finished like, as well, which I did quite like. But you know. Um, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a very high quality game, good production value, and very entertaining. But in terms of gameplay, it fell short of variety and things that they established. Uh, uh, you know, on rails on, kind of feel. Well, no, I mean it's like it, because it's a Bioshock game, you have to immediately reference the old Bioshock, the original Bioshock, and and that itself is referenced on you know because uh, it's the know, third version of the game, right? So yeah, which is itself referenced on System Shock and System Shock Two, right? Like in terms of gameplay, it's uh, with every generation, it seems to go down a step in terms of interactivity and things that would be offered to you as options for things you can do or can't do like in the older games you can you know uh whatever you can hack stuff and you can get into the systems and turn uh you know enemy things into friendly things whereas you can't do that in the new ones as much or you could have options in terms of what you can equip and what you know in terms of stuff that you could have done before you can't do as much so on on that basis is it's in inferior gameplay wise but in terms of like visuals and you know i'm an artist so so that stuff make me, makes me go gaga. And then it's kind of like say, on that level, it's like skyrocketing it's, it's and, and wonderful and beautiful. So I'm at, at odds yeah. in the crossroads of like what I love versus what is kind of a pity that it doesn't quite live up to its predecessors. So Dude, it's so funny listening you know? to developers talk about other games because like it's like you know what like i i know exactly what you're talking about because like i there's something about um the man behind the curtain not being there anymore you know like like you're not you're not fresh-faced you're looking at it from a completely mm. inside out view like i listen to production and i'm like oh nice technique you know hmm, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of yeah. thing and i'm sure you guys are the same way like mm-hmm. you listen to video or you watch play a game and you're just like okay why did they go that direction mm, that's interesting ai choice Da-da-da, that kind of thing I'll tell you what, though. In the interest of more questions, let's just fucking move on to that. That's good, though. Company Heroes and Bioshock. Just uh, uh, this next game here. Just one sec here. We got to piss? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to okay, mention that me, on air. No, but uh, okay. If you give me two minutes with you, then we'll, we'll be okay here. Ready? Just all right. Okay. You got it, man. Okay, ready? I'm still here, though. Yeah, that's okay. I Big will Josh. explode uh, in, in some okay. matter of time. but. All right. Uh, question the second. So uh, shoot it to me first. So okay. Question the second. Uh, Jacob. Uh, yes, sir. PS4 or Xbox One? Neither. PC all the way. Woo! PC all the way. This guy, he knows his market. Secret answer. He no, I, I, my, my, my money is not on those two platforms, and I'll tell you why. Uh, it is because um, the PC as a platform is coming into its own, uh, you know, from availability, interoperability with other things, and uh, in particular because of you know Steam's move towards getting into the living room like the PS4 with and the Xbox picture. One, yeah. not so much with the big picture, but they are they have an initiative called Steam OS where they want mm. to create you know basically Steam 
machines where you can put these in a living room. They take basically the same amount of space as an Xbox One or a PS4, and but they give you the ability to play all your old favorites plus you know all the new stuff that they create, and they're going to base that stuff on the Linux platform, which for developers, us in particular, is very appealing because the cost of entry is very low, uh, as opposed to you know an Xbox One or PS4 where we may have to pay lots of money to be able to uh, enter their walled garden of other approved right. uh, games. So as a yeah. developer, I have to say that because it's more most beneficial to us. That's but also good. but also as a customer it makes sense because hey, you know, if I paid thousands of dollars equivalent of games that I've built up over the last couple of years, you know, I still want to play that shit. You know, maybe I want to go back to some of my familiar favorites uh, uh, that I had before. And if I can't do that on an Xbox uh, one or a PS4, then why am I buying those, right? That's a good question. So that's kind of that's the question. reason for that. So, Josh, what do you, what do you feel? Yeah. <laughs> Josh, what do you feel? Like PS4 or Xbox One? Uh, well, I've never bought a console. Uh, Whoa, what? The, the, yeah, Ever? Yeah, the, the last one that I had was an N64. God damn, really? Yeah. Jesus. Uh... And you didn't buy that? You didn't buy the 64? That was a Christmas present one year. Wow, so you've uh, never personally bought a console? No, but you never. Make games? Never. That's uh, hilarious. And, and you I, make PC I, 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 had, I had basically all Nintendo consoles uh, through my childhood. Uh, we had an, an NES. Uh, I got an SNES uh, like from a garage sale many years after it came out. Right. Um, and uh, an N64 one year for Christmas wow. with, with Goldeneye. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, that's a, that's a, that was a nice one. That was a good one. Yeah, that, that was a specific request. Uh, well, I got to say, like, that's kind of crazy to me to hear that, that you guys uh, have, had not, uh, like, well, first of all, that you have never. Well, I, I think that's why Jacob console. and I have the same kind of approach to games and, and why we get along in our our design choices and stuff i I mean we don't always we we do disagree on a lot of things but it's always uh we 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 can always have a discussion that that will come to some conclusion or or compromise uh on any kind of you guys have a good dynamic like like honestly uh you know i came into signal ops like it was like you said earlier four years in development but i came in like 18 months in or something like or left or i should say like so there's only 18 months left Mm -hmm. of development but like when I came in, it was still very much like rounding out in terms of uh, how the game you guys wanted it to be. And even then, since the GOG release, it's even rounded out again, like like how many fold, right? So yeah. yeah, I just I just find it like it's it's pretty crazy, you know, knowing more and more about you guys, how things have been going. Um, are we ready for the third and final question here? We get yeah. ready up. Uh, what was the last live music show you actually were witness to? That that's a good one. Yeah. Um, Thanks, buddy. I, Thanks. I've got to say, I've never actually been to a live music Get show. Get the fuck never. Out of here. That's uh, and, unless you count like uh, Josh. Uh, what have you been doing? Just coding. And, unless life? you count like a New Year's. Uh, the I, I went to a New Year's uh, thing with Jacob one time. J- Jacob, uh, where, where, where they had live, a cover band. What was the last uh, live music venue? Empire of the Sun. Nice. Yes. Oh, dude. That- <laughs> That dude, that, their videos are crazy. They are, yeah. yeah. They're they, huge they, alliance. They're favorites. very. Yeah. They, I don't know. They're like glam rock without the rock. They're glam, very glam. Yeah, it's like you know what I'm saying. But it's like it's glam pop. 
you know yeah yeah <laughs> no i i really like their i really like their sound i've been i've been pretty big big uh fan of theirs for quite some time my my lovely wife uh uh, and uh, she arranged actually uh, going to the concert as my uh, birthday nice. present. Oh yeah, yeah. keeper there. Yeah. On the day, on the day of my of my uh, birthday was actually the uh, pre-sale uh, tickets, right? And so she wanted to surprise me later in the evening via you know a nice uh, schnazzy uh, dinner, uh, the, the purchase of these tickets to go to the show, which was actually later on in October. Um, but the problem was that uh, I don't know if you know, uh, obviously you know, uh, Ticketmaster is freaking annoying when it comes to like trying they're bastard, to get man. They're, they're a total they're bastard, right? So yeah. she had such a tough time getting these tickets that she couldn't help but you know, defer to me in buying them at the time of buying them, which was in the morning. And she didn't want to ruin the surprise of the, but she had to because we had to negotiate to try to figure out which seats to get. And it was all panicky. You know how it is like in the 10, 10 a.m. They released the tickets or whatever uh, to a small group of people. Right. And she was all freaking out. Right. So she had to tell me and she was like, I feel so bad for telling you. But it was it was a lovely uh, a present and a lovely show, I must say. That's good, man. Yeah. Empire. And it was cool. Yeah. And it was special to me because you know, it's my birthday, man. That's so, good, dude. Yeah, that's a little bit of a story for you. From that was a uh, show. Actually. That was the three questions. That was that was it from listeners. So, so hopefully they enjoyed that. You know what? I got to say, uh, just on a, a minor note. Josh, uh, since you've never been to a live well, show, I, I think that's good. A big, that, God, that, man, that's that's on. one of the big differences between <laughs> Jacob dichotomy. and I. Uh, is Jacob always wants to be listening to music uh, when we're yeah. working? Oh yeah, Can't blame and, Can't and I'm perfectly happy to sit in complete silence. That's hilarious. And that okay, would listen, kill me, man. Don't worry, Josh. That would kill me. I literally get guest listed to everything all the fucking time, and I'll take you out with me anytime you want. Like, in fact, tonight, what you're not gonna take me? Oh man, Jake, so it sounds sad. like you got a, you got a keeper there that, gotta, that'll get you tickets all the time. Yes, on your I birthday. do very much. It sounds so like you don't my, need a lot my, of yeah. help. I'm trying to help out Josh. He's never had his first experience. I'm trying to. I'm just feeling left out. I'm here even going to a deal. show tonight. You can come with me if you want, but uh, uh, it's probably a late notice for you. But yeah, I'm going to go check out a, a good group that I produce here. Uh, kids. They're going to be opening up for uh, one of cool. my best, uh, my, one of my peers in the industry, another producer I know, one of my best friends, uh, Curtis Monumental. His one of his artists, uh, Anami Vice, is. Uh, playing the Biltmore tonight so I'm gonna go check oh, that the out Biltmore nice god damn that's how I get down <laughs> ladies and gentlemen I gotta say uh, as we uh, wind this down now because everyone knows we just did three questions I just wanna let you guys know you can go out right now and google on your computers right and you can google uh, Signal Ops that's S-I-G-N-A-L O-P-S and you can look up Steam Signal Ops Steam and you can purchase Signal Ops right now on Steam for fourteen ninety nine. That's U.S. dollars. So Canadian, it's about the same. Do the math. If you can't do the math, I can't help you. And uh, I got to tell you, you can also uh, follow Space Bullet at Space Bullet Corp, which is Space Bullet and uh, C-O-R-P. Uh, and uh, their main website, uh, if you guys want to follow for news and uh, probably this podcast, if you want to follow it, is uh, space-bullet.com. Yeah, that's and, right, uh, sir. It's up to date. You can follow uh, Troubleshooting. 
uh, for the game. You can follow new news, uh, new releases. The company, uh, because it's who you're talking to on the podcast right now is who's probably going to be emailing you. So you Pretty know the good guys. Yeah. There's no one yeah, else in our guarantees. Company. Yeah, and you can uh, <laughs> hit them up with uh, nude photos or whatever you come, need to oh, do. Come on, jeez. Yeah. Actually, we have a really a tremendous offer here for you guys. Uh, now that you've uh, done the the work of listening to the whole podcast, as I'll be promoting. Uh, thank you, by the way, for, for oh, you're welcome for listening. I'm so happy uh, to have uh, you guys on. Honestly, and for you, having us. Yeah. yeah, you guys. Honestly, we're uh, we're fraternally fraternally bonded through uh, the industry and. Uh, it's uh, a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. It is, yeah. Uh, I'll say this. Okay, everyone out there right now listening, the first five listeners to retweet uh, the Space Bullet tweet on their Twitter page, uh, and then also to follow them, uh, uh, evidently. If you retweet them and follow them, the first five listeners listening to this show only will get free Steam keys. That's the first five listeners. So if you guys want to play the game free. for free... You can play the first five listeners listening that will retweet this on the Friday that this game comes out. Uh, you get a free Steam key, and uh, we'll be able to email that to you. All you have to do is retweet us, and we'll DM you by uh, following you back, and uh, we'll let you know what's going on. So, if you want to play this game, Signal Ops, it's fantastic. It's being critically acclaimed. It's uh, split on the coin. People that like linear games that spoon feed you, they don't like it. But people that like to think and actually have an out-of-the-box experience and critically challenge themselves, they love it. So it depends on which side of the coin you're on. I want to take a moment here to say thank you guys for uh, coming on the show. Uh, you can always follow me at, at MD Boomsday at MD underscore Boomsday on Twitter. And you can also email me your thoughts, concerns, questions, music, guests, anything you need at partneredpromo.com. Dot com that's p-a-r-t-n-e-r-d promo.com or no yeah at gmail.com and uh with that being said i think we're, we'll close on some uh, music i scored for you guys for the uh the game that sounds fitting it yeah. sounds fucking some fantastic music yeah indeed, and then because indeed. you know what it's christmas because it's christmas i'm also gonna play uh the puppies in snow little viral video i did last year with a great director from ireland a guy named alan dixon uh we'll play it at the end to get you guys in the mood for some holiday shit and uh yeah until then boys winter ales up here thanks Indeed. a lot for coming out yeah thanks for having boom. us boom appreciate it space bullet Cheers. go out and buy signal ops on steam i love you guys talk to you real soon ciao boom <laughs>